Welcome to another episode of the Turf Talk podcast series. I'm your host, Jason Bailey, along with Dr. John Rowland. Hey. And today we're going to be talking about what some of us do quite often, what some of us, uh, uh, well, I'll, I'll edit that part out, but <laughs> what, what a lot of us uh, wish we were doing more of, and that is top dressing. So, uh, JR, like, can you explain to the listeners what is top dressing? So top dressing is essentially you're trying to match the growth of the grass with a level playing surface. That's essentially what that is. You don't want a fluffy, hairy surface out there, slowing up the ball roll, creating big ball marks. You're trying to maintain surface firmness along with levelness, and you want to have a good, nice, true roll. Now, now that we're getting into the cooler months everywhere in wintertime and other places, um, we're, that's essentially all we're going to be doing is some type of top dressing. You may throw out a needle tine now and again, particularly down here in South Florida where temperatures are still popping above 80 degrees. But nobody down here is pulling cores at this time of year. Uh, any type of verticutting is put aside as well. You may do some very light grooming, again, just to try to reduce that fluffiness of the surface. But generally speaking, we're just top dressing at this time of year. And uh, most of the time, we're trying to use, particularly in these very tight, compact ultra dwarfs that are highly regulated with Primo or whatever other growth regulator you're using, it's hard to get the original mix <clears throat> that you've built your greens with through that surface. So it's very common for superintendents to switch to a finer sand just to get it through the leaf blades. And even then, it's sometimes some instances is very difficult to do. So maybe you have to do a little bit of grooming or a very light verticutting cutting to get it through. But we were just discussing prior uh, the potential impact of switching to those finer sands compared to your original sand matrix that you used. And there's been research done. Uh, I guess that shows both ways, you know, that, okay, you're going to create some type of layering you're going to reduce infiltration. Uh, you're going to have issues. You, maybe your roots aren't going to penetrate through these layers. <clears throat> Whatever it may be, you could you could have some big issues down the line. I mean, I just was managing some greens in a course that had the no-till done uh, over 10 years ago, probably a little bit longer than that, actually. And we had a serious layering impact just from that. Uh, you know, obviously, when you're doing your no-till, you're trying to whack that thatch layer to pieces and eliminate it. But what you're also doing at that point in time is you're throwing down a boatload of top dressing, uh, trying to create a new surface. So even if that surface or that soil texture is different than what was originally down there, you could potentially get into some issues and, you know, have problems with infiltration and maybe a compacted layer, things right. along those lines. <clears throat> so you need to be cautious, in my opinion, of what you're doing in those regards, uh, you really need to lay it on heavy, if you know what I'm saying, to create a real big issue. 
Um, your general, because even those finer sands, you're going to have a lot of sands that go into that medium range where the USGA recommends, you know, I, I believe the majority of sand particles fall in that medium range. Right. So you're going to have that transition sort of, uh, you know, uh, gradient <clears throat> still there. But if you get into this super fine contractor sand, you know, the DOT sands or whatever it may be, that, then, you know, you, you may be getting into some issues, especially if you're uh, transitioning completely over to those sands. Uh, you could certainly create some type of, of a layer with that. But I, I don't know that you're necessarily going to get it if you're just particularly top dressing over the wintertime. You're only going to be going light a few times over the winter, you know, maybe every couple of weeks or whatever it may be, once a month or something, just mm -hmm. to match growth. So that's my general take on top dressing. Hey, yeah. Let me, uh, that, that was, that was, that was a great, um, uh, doctoral thesis on top <laughs> dressing there, JR. Uh, what I asked, what is top dressing? I was hoping you would tell the listeners that, uh, <laughs> that it's, uh, it's the term that we use for sand on the golf course. So, <laughs> yes. Uh, let, let, let me, let me just, uh, try to, try to just throw that out there a little bit. Uh, you know, uh, top dressing is, is something that it, it's, it's, it's a, it's a great thing. Uh, it, you, you, you throw sand down and guess what? Now the grass has a little bit more, uh, 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 soil medium, if you will, to, to grow into and, and to grow from. Um, I think, uh, uh, if I'm not mistaken back in the early days of, of turf, um, it was these, these sands, these sand dunes, if I'm not mistaken, in, in, in Scotland that, you know, the sand would blow and kind of mound up and the grass would grow. And, and I think that's yep. where, uh, 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 um, the top dressing initiated. This well, time. yeah. Like, uh, with, uh, what's his name? Old Tom, Tom Morris. Tom Morris. He saw that and that's what he, he saw that, Hey, wait a minute. This, this is, this is doing good. And I think that's where it originated from. Sure. So, um, but you know, as, as managers, you know, we, as managers, we see the necessity of it. Uh, the mechanics, uh, despise it, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> golfers, golfers <laughs> seem to despise it if yeah. it, it interferes with their putting. Um, and it just depends on how, how we can, how we can work it in. So everything you said was spot on. Uh, the, the thing that I think um that we always look at as managers is uh can we can we apply it um easily uh can we work it in um without messing messing up the turf canopy as much as possible i mean granted the different species of grasses it, it, there is a little bit uh, uh nuance to it uh, no bent grass you got to be a little bit uh more careful with uh, working your top dressing materials in that's why i think the cocoa fiber mat uh came to prevalence in in the the northern uh or the uh, cooler climates, uh, whereas in the warmer climates, we like to almost have as thick of a uh, brush as you can to really get down into the, into the grass, but it's all about trying to, trying to get it in. I remember, uh, one year, this was many, many years ago at the, uh, GIS, I was sitting in a, uh, conference where they were talking about top dressing and this, this, I, I can't remember the club, but it was a very, high-end club that probably had uh you know 
some ungodly amount of employees and uh, they would talk about that they would actually top dress and immediately see a increase in green speeds which the rest of us said there was like what are you crazy because normally you top dress you know there's sand there just in the process of working the sand in you'll lay the grass up a little bit and and what have you but when he started going over all the steps that they were doing which was literally uh hand watering all the all the sand in and then coming back behind and doing some type of uh, rolling and 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 i don't know if he went so far as to mow behind them as well but you know once you started adding all those things in we were like oh okay yeah now we can see why you've increased your speed because you're doing five six other steps um, <laughs> behind it but for the most time you're just throwing sand down and it doesn't necessarily have to be on the on the greens you know we do tees as well you'll have some golf courses do fairways you know that have uh that big of a budget but it's like uh like you were saying jr you know we we want to have or if you want to have a firmer surface you know to do that you you want to um have your greens as much as of a tabletop as as you can get them and you as as grass grows it's just hard for it to grow in a uniform uh straight line side by side to create a very solid surface doesn't work that way that's not how plants work so there's a lot of voids in the uh, turf canopy and that sand helps fill those voids in and helps uh, helps create that level playing surface you know and it's a, it's a tool that we use but the question is like when should we use it how often should we use it like you know do we are we changing our whole greens uh construct from you know maybe the overuse of top dressing there'd probably be some golf courses that might only top dress after they airify or maybe if they do a heavy verticut they, that's about the only times that they they choose to do it or maybe they can afford to do it whereas you've got golf courses that might do a light top dressing every week in season you know it's it's just there's a there's a gamut of places and what's right and what's wrong you know it's it's yet to be seen i mean in theory you are changing your your greens because you're you're adding that layer and we all know the the over time the turf grows and the greens actually are expanding they're growing up you know you 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 might not realize it because the surrounding areas are doing the same thing but over time they're 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 moving up and so all you're doing is giving the plant more of a base by adding that that sand uh so it's just a matter of you know how much is enough and there are studies that are you know being done to see the effects of of sand in and how it relates to many things um i know there was a study down in the uh in florida here especially in south florida to see about um actually having uh, our greens uh, warming up from the addition of maybe colored sand you know what impact would that have because uh, we if you have a bermuda type green once it starts getting cold we all know it it starts going off color and if we can help warm it up uh, to, to 
keep that color to it and to help it grow that's a plus so you know there's there's been some research on that sure i think brian unruh did some research on that up in milton area florida panhandle mm-hmm. and also down here in south florida and yeah i think he had some differences uh improvements with the darker colored top right. stands. i mean I'm, I'm i'm one that's not that picky with the sand as long as it's a like you said a medium uh what we would call a medium usga sand um i would throw it people want to say that well you know you need to get close to your greens mix or you need to get it from the original source and uh you know listen that that original source it changes like you know they're digging constantly digging you know (laughs) you just just what they pulled you know 200 yards down the line might not be the same and so there's there's always that type of uh, that difference. I'm not saying don't do it if you want to do it. I'm just saying that the 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 actuality is you know just as I guess our soil has developed, it's not always consistent um, you know over time. So uh, just just look for the characteristics that I think is you know what you're wanting out of the sand and get it from a reputable source so you know you're getting exactly what you're getting and uh, and you know go with it from there. I think the biggest issue that we have, uh, as applying it, at least I know I, it, for me was, you know, how we can work it in and not affect play as much. Right. Um, and you know, I, I got at the end, maybe it was just my mechanic that was always uh, complaining, but seeing how we could actually, you know, also save the life of the equipment. And I think that's where I was leaning to more of the, you know, finer sands. And I don't mean fine sands. I don't mean silt. I don't mean anything that's really, really small. Like DOT sand or something. Right, right. No, I'm not talking about that stuff. I'm just talking about maybe a smaller, uh, where you have less coarse material. So when you apply it, after you apply it, even if you apply it at a light rate, in theory, you could almost hit a golf ball right behind it and not really affect the movement of the golf ball. Those were the sands that I was becoming, you know, more intrigued with and using because I could throw it out. I could brush right behind it and you could not tell that anything was done. And what you would see is the sand would work itself in there because it was a lot smaller, you know? Um, I remember years ago in college, and of course this was a physics class. Um, we were, we would look at a test tube and we would put marbles all in the test tube. And at the bottom, we had big marbles. And at the top, we had small marbles. And then we hooked it up to a machine and vibrated it, right? Vibrated it. And guess what happened? Everything flip-flopped. All the small worked its way down and all the big worked its way up. And I always thought that was amazing. I'm like, how is the bigger particles working its way up? It's just because the smaller particles could get under it could get under it could always kind of find its way and settle down and um and i just i thought that was amazing i don't know if that really has any bearing to do with the the top dressing say but i guess the point i'm trying to make is you know just because you're throwing this light stuff on top or maybe maybe uh, um maybe 
Hey, Sam, it's not as coarse as, as what your base material is. I think it ends up finding its way and working itself over time through, you know, uh, the movements of the machinery, of people walking, of water. Um, it starts kind of making its way through the through the profile. And, and I, I don't know if if it's if it's as clear cut that you might be changing the overall complexion uh, or getting that layering um that you might think you you were getting i mean i know you'll probably say no no you're you're wrong jason you're getting layering you know putting that stuff out but to me i always think that uh, you know maybe some of it is getting down in and so it's not so much as you're creating a layer that you're going to regret later but you're you're maybe helping blend um blend your soil a little bit more yeah we were just talking about it before where even with the finer sands they're going to have a certain percentage of medium sized particles in there. And that's going to help transition your old base of sand, you know, the matrix there into the, what you're using as top dressing. And, um, maybe I, you know, over time, not quite sure, but as, as long as you're using something that helps, um, phase in to the, uh, the original matrix, <clears throat> hopefully you're not going to have any major issues. I mean, we've both seen, layering in greens particularly when you're pulling plugs or something like that and you see a huge deep green layer that seems to be maybe a quarter inch deep or maybe a black layer that they were right. using during the winter time you know that is thick as well and you're just wondering geez is that causing the issues there or not right um so you know you can always evaluate that you, you right. what you can do is you go down, down into your base sand pull a core out there, use a PVC pipe, maybe two inches and, you know, drill that down into pull, pull off the top first, of course, or you can just bore a two inch down straight through and cut it. You know, if you know where the, the layering is and cut it at that spot and you sort of have a undisturbed core there and right. then you can evaluate pour water into it. Say pour a cup of water in there and see how long it takes for that cup of water to come through. And you can see, all right, am I really creating an issue here or is everything right. fine? Yeah, you're going to see some reduction, of course, um, as, as you will over time, particularly when organic matter comes into play. But uh, <clears throat> uh, but maybe, you know, any information is good information. So maybe that'll help you right. decide. Well, I think too, if you're, if you're, if you've got some type of regularity to, let's say, top or uh, verticutting, and airifying, you know, that, that, especially verticutting, I think, you know, you, you can, you know, you can maybe get by with, um, you know, putting down, putting down sand that might not be the exact sand that you were using, uh, for your greens mix. Um, just because, you know, you're that, that process of verticutting or airifying, you're removing, material and you'll remove some of that sand um you know at least with me you know unless you're going down deep with a verticut and you're going to remove that thatch layer which normally is a mixture of all that top dressing sand that you just put down so um so you know it just i guess it depends on there too uh, what can you what can you stomach and what can you you know get away with as far as application and timing i mean i, I don't think 
at least in to my recollection that there is a well you need to always top dress on you know once a month or once every two weeks or once every week i just think that for every golf course you have to assess it and just say hey is this a tool that we can use to help uh, and i i think top dressing is a benefit to any any uh, turf species because it like a, like we were saying it it helps protect it it helps cushion the crown i think with nothing else you know with especially with people walking um you know anything that you can help you know kind of have some stability around the the base of the plant um can can help with this that damage to maybe the crown and 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 uh and and other other things yeah i mean that's a very important point actually what you're saying there particularly up there in the bank grass area <clears throat> and i i was just listening to a podcast with michael woods uh, with the i believe the superintendent from hazeltine where he actually tried to reduce his top dressing a bit but the way he did that was he also reduced reduced the growth of his grass so he tried to match that growth with a certain level of top dressing and he noticed that when he reduced his top dressing to what he had been using he noticed less wear on the cleanup cut and in certain areas like that, certain uh, pinch points right. you know, that we always have little issues with, he found a, an a increase in quality there while maintaining his, you know, super tournament uh, speed, green speeds and <clears throat> things of that along those lines. Right. So a lot of research nowadays is going into that growth rate of, right. your, of your surface and you're trying to, um, you know, find that ideal rate and match it with your top dressing and whatever other cultural practices that you use. Yeah. Well, that, that, that is true. Cause you're definitely not wanting to, especially if you're on bent grass up North, you're not wanting to top dress in the, in the, in the middle of the winter. Um, well, you know, it's just, it's, it, if the grass isn't growing, if the grass isn't growing much, you know, it's like, you, know, you just, you just not wanting to do it. And that's another that's another podcast topic is for us, you know, when we're talking about uh, growth regulators, um, you know, just just how that goes. But I always find it funny that, you know, we manage grass, but if we could have the grass stop growing, everything would be great. It's called Roundup. Yeah, yeah, and that's not exactly it. Grass stops growing. Guess what? It's dead. So, Some of the fastest uh, greens I've ever seen yeah. were the ones that were around. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. That's that's what I find so funny. Is like we're always trying to basically kill our kill our grass, especially yeah. uh, golf course greens, and we're just we we just have that uh, fibulator. We're just always we're always just jolting it with the fibulator. <laughs> <laughs> here, here's a little bit of fertilizer to right on that line here's a little bit of irrigation you know <laughs> that's 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 the life of uh at least uh golf course managers that's so true well we hope you uh found some interesting topics here with top dressing and uh, if you have any questions feel free to let us know uh we hope you enjoyed it so signing off thank you see you next time